Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. The Market Commentary with Michael Avery is brought to you by Peter Machlup Fine Wrist Watches, South Africa's most trusted and loved watch trader. Well, the market was all about uh, the Fed overnight saying no rate cut in March. Uh, markets didn't like that. We saw uh, the Nasdaq down 2%. We've seen uh, jobs data showing a decrease in new jobs and wage growth. Some German inflation numbers also a bit lower. And we ended down at 0.3% on the JSE All Share. Chantel Marks, Head of Investment Research and Content at F&B Wealth and Investment. What did you take out of uh, Jay Powell's speech yesterday? So even though we saw that bit of a pullback yesterday, the market is still not convinced that the Fed won't cut more than it says it is going to cut. In terms of what Powell said, exactly the same thing he said in December. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I still think that uh, what we're likely to see is uh, inflation coming down maybe slightly more than expected uh, and real rates uh, bringing the economy into a bit more of a stall than is hoped. And and so then uh, those rate cuts uh, might be ratcheted up towards the back end of the year as well. Just wrap up January for me as far as January's go. It certainly wasn't anything like January last year, but then look how the rest of the year panned out. I'm seeing a lot of red in my year-to-date column for almost everything uh, in in my little table. What stood out for you, Chantel? What stood out for me was that there was still so much optimism in the U.S. market. So even though we had a bit of a sell-off at the start of the month in the U.S. market, uh, kind of the debate raging around what the Fed is going to do and market participants quite optimistic about those, those deep and early cuts, um, the fact that they still held up and that the tech shares still, or the AI kind of shares still drove that rally, I think stood out to me. And in the South African space, I think just the the lack of direction, um, I feel like we haven't really gotten out of the block so far this year. And I guess you can extend that to uh, other emerging markets as well. It looked even worse in China. Yeah, let's not even talk about what's going on in China at the moment. I was chatting to Dwayne Cable of uh, 91 about his recent trip and so many mixed messages still coming out of China. Uh, Not much uh, mixed messages coming out of Canal Plus in its non-binding offer. We've got to say this is not a deal. It's a non-binding offer. So it's saying basically you want to swipe right on Tinder and we'll go for a date and we'll see whether or not uh, we like each other from there. But it's, it's been building up a stake for a while. The two groups have been getting closer and closer. And all the talk was that eventually we'd see a firm offer from Canal Plus. Uh, 105 Rand. The market doesn't really think it's going to get done. If you think the share price reaction tells you what the market thinks, up uh, 27% to 95 Rand. What does that discount tell you? uh, That there's too much regulatory risk here? Absolutely. So the way the South African broadcasting market is structured is that you cannot own as a foreign entity um, more than 20% of the voting rights in um, in a South African broadcaster. So I don't know how they're going to get around that. Um, That being said, I don't think they would have come forward with the non-binding, we're not committing to anything, 105 rand offer if they haven't actually spoken to regulators. So I think that they have thought of it. They have kind of figured out how they're going to structure it. Um, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. It's obviously super opportunistic. Uh, at 105 rand a share, I think multi-choice is still undervalued. 
because they are now in a deep capex cycle they are spending a lot of money on the new showmax uh, streaming platform and we know they're in a, cycle, in a in a period of investment so cash flows are under pressure profitability is under pressure but a lot of this investment is for future growth and those cash flows once this investment cycle is over is just going to keep ratcheting up again um, and we know how cash rich this company can be so um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting one, and I think very complementary businesses. Um, mm. Canal Plus has a, a big developed market business in Europe, and they also have quite a big footprint in uh, francophone countries in Africa, whereas MultiChoice have a footprint in the anglophone countries in Africa. So uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a good one. I just don't see how it practically plays out yet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there was some talk about um, Canal Plus saying that without bigger scale, multi-choice can't compete and management also referring to that and clearly an attempt to try and sway the regulators to ignore that 20% limit. But the law is the law. Maybe the, the clever corporate financiers have got some kind of structure to get around that. But we'll wait and see the market telling you that there's uh, probably still a little too much uh, risk to say that this one is a done deal just yet. And then Apple earnings uh, are on tap. Can the iPhone maker snap an ugly streak? What are your thoughts, Chantel? Oh, I'm so nervous about the earnings tonight. I mean, we had um, we had Alphabet and Microsoft kind of disappointing slightly. Microsoft on the Outlook, Alphabet on ad revenue, even though both companies reported really strong results, the market didn't like it. Uh, I think with Apple, you could see more of the same. Uh, I think these companies really know how to meet or, or like kind of play with the numbers to to meet or exceed expectations, uh, probably better so on the earnings line than on the revenue line. Uh, but there there could be something in there that the market doesn't like. And and my sense is it's going to be device sales. I I think the consumer globally is not really making big purchases uh, and big purchase, purchasing decisions right now because of high interest rates, high yeah. inflation. Savings being depleted. An iPhone is expensive, Michael. Yeah, it's so expensive. It's it's absolutely, I mean, it's one of those where uh, I look at my phone and uh, if the screen is not cracked to absolute bits, you know, am I going to upgrade for slightly, a few more megapixels uh, and some gimmicky AI features uh, on my new phone? I'm in the Android ecosystem. I'm not getting an S24 just yet. And I think there are many uh, consumers who are in a similar boat when it comes to their new Apples as well. We're going to have to see. Chantel Marks, Head of Investment Research and Content at F&B Wealth and Investments with your view from the market here on Classic Business. The Market Commentary with Michael Avery was brought to you by Peter Machlob Fine Wristwatches. South Africa's most trusted and loved watch trader. Listen next Thursday just after 6pm for another market commentary with me, Michael Avery, brought to you by Peter Machlup Fine Wristwatches, South Africa's most trusted and loved watch trader. Hi, this is Peter Machlup. Do you have a luxury watch you no longer wear? If so, we would love to buy it from you. At Peter Machlup Fine Wristwatches, we've been buying pre-owned luxury watches from brands like Rolex and Patek Philippe for the past 33 years, and we pay top prices for them. You can trust us for a fair price and a stress-free experience. So if you have a luxury watch that you want to sell, visit peterbuysrolex.co.za because when it comes to luxury timepieces, we are the experts. peterbuysrolex.co.za Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes. For insight, advice and impact.